everybody, and welcome to Movie Guys Podcast presents our review of Suicide Squad. I hope everybody's interested to listen to our review as I am to talk about it. I'm joined, of course, with my guys, Eric and Ed. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm hoping that our podcast was better than this movie. Yeah, well, you're good. It, it could be better. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, no. I, you know, going into this, and there's so much hype that goes up into every movie that, that seems to be uh, released, especially with the Warner Brothers or DC tag on it, too. And, you know, hype doesn't work as well as you want it to sometimes. Okay. Meaning that you guys think that this movie was overhyped. Yeah, a little bit. Well, and it's not to, not to anyone of like the the, the movie production or uh, the PR group. I think that a lot of the fans were excited for it. You know okay. what I mean? Like, There's a lot of people, a lot of buzz around it saying, "Okay, we wanted this. It looks like a pretty all-star cast. It looks pretty cool. We like the concept of Suicide Squad. We're excited for it." You know, so I think sure. people were excited because they wanted something like this. You know, especially because it was like the first visual adaptation of Harley Quinn that I can remember in, in film. You're right. And yeah. I love Harley Quinn. Like, I I have a weird nerd on for, for Harley Quinn. I, it's just, she's my favorite, favorite, favorite character of all time. I think a lot wow. of people like Harley Quinn. Like, and, yeah. But yeah, this this probably is uh, the first live action. And uh, very, very well so, by the way, too. I thought she did a fantastic job. And they, they do pay, an om- uh, pay homage to the cartoon because they do have her in the Jester outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, at one it is point, there. you're right. Very much so. So uh, I, I mean, yeah. But we obviously get more into it about everything else too. But um, I, I, you know, I don't know where you want to start with this. I, I really don't even. I'm just, I'm well, just, well, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. No, I mean, like, okay. So I guess I'll be the guy who is not disappointed. I'm not disappointed. Um, but okay. So we're going to start with this with the hype and our expectations of it. And of course, we're talking like we always do all the time. I think this is getting negative flack from everybody because it's not what they wanted. And I agree with them on this because Warner Brothers has already said when this is released on Blu-ray, they were releasing the unrated R version, just like they did with Batman and Superman. That's what they're doing with all their films, by the way. I, I don't know if you guys know this or not. But that's just but, it. Like, there's so much pressure for it, for, uh, for Warner Brothers to kind of make it something – I actually don't even know what the hell they're doing. Um, and it really is disappointing when you have uh, Disney that gives all the freedom for Marvel to do what they need to do. They just know, Disney knows what Marvel needs to do, and they say, listen, we know that you guys are going to do what you need to do. This is what you created. You've spent 50, 60 plus years doing this shit. You know, like, you know what your, you know what your baby is and needs to happen. Here's the money. Do it. And it's working to billions, billions of dollars profit for them, too. It works. So why, why does Warner Brothers say, DC, we're not sure if you know what you're doing. We're going to step in and do, and do it. I'm wondering if it's not, like, because they want money on the front and the back end of it. Because, like, we all know that DVD sales are way down. And, you know, electronically, you can buy a movie for six bucks. Okay, so the money, I don't want to know about margins. I don't know what the margins would be digitally, but the, the money's just not there on the back end anymore. So I'm wondering if they're not purposely making – I don't think that they're trying to make bland movies, but they're trying to create people to want to buy the DVD because they're going to give you the, the director's cut and the actual good version of the movie. I don't right. think they're doing that on purpose for the back end. Uh, I mean they have come on and said that 
that they feel that these movies need to be mass marketed, and D and Marvel's doing it because their characters are more easier to stomach than some of the DC characters. So and, that, and that's true. I guess DC is a lot darker. Like the, the yeah. if you get into Batman and you get into you know some of the depths of hell that Batman is. You know, it's really dark, and, and, and the ideas of, like, the Joker, and every, I guess mostly it's all Batman, now that I think about it, is this dark. But, uh, you know, I, 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 would, I guess I could agree with, with that concept, that they're trying to make them, give it a more mass appeal, I guess. Because it's already going to make its money back. I mean, the movie was made for, I think, 107-something million. 75 is what I see. And it's already grossed 129 million, I checked this morning. I don't know if it's changed as of this morning. I see 135 from... Uh... Box office One, 135. So it's going to make its money back. They did what they needed to do. Ed and Eric, I guess to your question on it, why is this like this? Is because they're not confident with it. They're confident with Batman, and they haven't been confident with Batman until Nolan came out and did his trilogy. Then Nolan could do whatever he wanted to do. They're not confident with these people yet. They're not confident with Harley Quinn. They don't know what people are going to think of her or any of these other characters. Hell, they weren't even confident with Jared Leto as the Joker because he was barely in this movie to begin with, which I'm very disappointed about. Well, you you got to you got to take that with a grain of salt though, because this they only put the Joker in it to give you backstory on Harley Quinn and to move the story along. You know what I mean? Like this is this has not this movie has nothing to do with the Joker. You know what I mean? It's it's a Suicide Squad. It's the group of bad guys that get together because the enemy of my enemy is my friend, kind of thing. You know what I mean? And they don't tell that story at all in this one. They give it a completely different spin. And I'm not near as up on DC as I am Marvel. So Eric, you're gonna have to correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. But uh, you know, I I think I, I think that they sort of like really really forced this movie and they made I, I felt like I, my intelligence wasn't intelligence was insulted oh god no I don't think that at all like with the with, with the Katana stuff like most people don't know because see, she's an ancillary character like kind of sort of like not ancillary she's a background character but like the, the, just the way that they say like better watch out don't let her cut you her sword hold your, can hold your soul like people I get I, I get that people don't know that but they just say it in such a like a dumb way. It no, just, is, it I, just I comes off as dumb. I, I agree that every part of the character introduction um, was done, well, well, rather poorly, really. I, I have a lot of gripes about this movie. And before I go into that, I'll just, I'll just say one thing, too. The Christopher Nolan Batmans was not DC. That was Warner Brothers and Legendary Pictures. Mm-hmm. And then, and then ah. uh, um, oh, what's that, Sin Copy? Uh, you know, Nolan's uh, shit. But uh, good point. Good point. Good yeah. point. Okay, I stand corrected. So, so what? the newer part yeah. of a lot of the the Batman movies, the Superman movies, the Snyder universe has been heavy DC involvement, but with with still Warner Brothers still very much uh, holding uh, holding the stick. Well, you said you were wanting to talk about your gripes. I guess I want to start with my gripe, and this is being in the movie, the like the beginning of the movie. It's it started off so weird for me. I don't know if it started weird for you guys. So tell me if I saw something different. But when I saw this in the theaters, I saw this Friday, and it was a packed theater, by the way. There was a lot of people. I had to sit at the very, very front, you know, with my head going all the way up to look at the screen to Ugh. watch the flick, and um, which was weird for a two o'clock showing on Friday. But anywho, um, but it 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 uh, it uh, the the movie opened up with the Warner Brothers logo, the DC logo. And then it went to Deadshot and Harley Quinn and then Suicide Squad. And then it went into the backstories again for the next 45 minutes. Is that the same kind of beginning you guys had? 
Yeah, it just they they again. I think that they sort of go way too much into backstory. Like, I get that that most people. I mean, it it makes sense to me that most people don't know like a lot of the characters. You know what I mean? But there's no need to go that much into detail. I mean, okay, Deadshot is not really a known character, but you know, in the they screw it up. By the way, people know Harley Quinn. You know, and I mean, nobody knows. Uh, the Killer Croc, and, and not too many people, unless you've watched like Arrow and The Flash, know uh, Captain Boomerang. No, no, no. You would know like Killer Croc from uh, uh, Batman cartoon, the the '90s one. He was he was the gray uh, crocodile looking guy. Okay, if you remember if you were a fan of that. But uh, uh, go on. Yeah, it's just to to me they like it, you're right, Jordan. They 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 tell you they give you the two main characters. They give you Deadshot and. And Harley Quinn, and Harley Quinn, and then they sort of go back in the present, like they go sort of tell the story, and then they go back and they reintroduce the other people, and then like it's just it, it just it, it's not well put together. It was ill conceived, I thought. Uh, yeah, I, I I would agree. You know what? And that was a big gripe about about um, that I had too. Is that as doing this intro? First off, if you notice this too. They, they kept the playlist going. Like, in the first ten minutes, I think I heard five different songs. That oh, good play. point. Do you know what I, you know what I mean? It, yeah. I don't know why, I mean, but it, it stood out enough to where it bothered me. Just, like, we don't need that. And um, it seemed like those those two introductions of the characters kind of were there just to fulfill the contractual obligation that maybe they had to Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Will Smith seems, and from what I hear, he is very, like, tight on his contract. And that's probably why... Uh, uh, Deadshot just had kind of had to have like a lot of camera time, a lot of dialogue, a lot of everything in this movie. And really, he didn't need to be. Right, so with that came to that part. Ooh, excuse me there. It, <laughs> with that part there, I actually feel that like um, I I don't think I like Will Smith in this role just because it, it didn't do well for the character. He seemed to, it was Will Smith playing once again Will Smith. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean for me like it was one of those things that one of the things that solidified how good I thought this movie would be. I mean, the fanboy in me was always super excited as soon as they announced the idea of Suicide Squad. But the thing that solidified it for me was the fact that I can't think of a movie that Will Smith has picked in the last decade that has been bad. Some have been better than others. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that, like, Hancock's the greatest film of all time. But, like, I still enjoyed it. I still liked it. It wasn't bad. So that solidified it for me. And I was just, like... I was I can't I can't emphasize enough how disappointed I was in this movie. You need an action you, guy to turn to the camera and say "damn" every once in a while. <laughs> That's it. You're forgetting, and, and <clears throat> sorry, and Ed, you're forgetting After Earth. That movie was atrocious, but that's okay. We'll blame um, Jane Smith for that one. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Look, 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 guys. Well, no, I, actually, we'll blame M Night Shyamalan for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that I think this movie is great. I think Ghostbusters is better. Um, I, I think this is the second worst film that we reviewed this year. Uh, but I realized that after the 45 minutes of backstory, because if you notice, there's a lot of movie that is... Oh, oh God. Okay, I'm sorry. I guess I get my words twist. There's too much movie because we get the... What's her name? Amanda Wheeler? Waller? Whatever. Waller. Yeah. Waller. We get her whole backstory of her putting this team together and the first, what, seriously, half an hour, 40 minutes of the flick? Yeah. She's in this, I mean, I mean, she's in this restaurant, this fancy restaurant eating steak, just saying, oh, this is about Harley Quinn, and we get 15 minutes of Quinn and 
10 minutes of Joker and 15 minutes of Deadshot. It was like, really? This is what we're doing? They, uh, like, it, they it didn't up, seem right. They picked up right where Batman and Superman left off with Superman's death. Yes. They went right into that and into that stuff like that. Now, from what I understand, too, is that they wanted to do a lot more Joker into this. And the, a lot of the re-edits and the recuts were because of uh, them trying to make it less dark because Joker seemed to be making it more dark and they wanted to make it a little more less, uh, well, a little more lighthearted or something like that. I think that's what they're trying to change the feel, which again, they probably shouldn't have done. I don't know, this, this movie just seemed bland. It just seemed lame to me. Like, it just seemed very just kind of like, uh, well, here's this character and here's what they do. Here's this character and here's what they do. They all don't yes. get along and they're going to come together for this thing right here. And then the boss, again, I'll call it a boss. It's not even an end villain. It's a boss because... We're gonna take. We're gonna destroy everything. We're gonna stay in this building. We're gonna take a two hours to set up, you know, and then tell the plot to everything, and then do the end fight scene, and then everything blows up, and nobody's injured, you know. Yeah, which I I I kind of want to hold off on the Joker real quick because I think that is our big moment because I really want to talk to you guys about the Joker because I've been waiting a year to see this performance, but I want to talk about a no-name character. That was heavily rotated in the trailers. That got ten seconds of screen time and his head blown off. Slipknot. That happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. And for the people who have not seen the movie yet, and you're confused about what I just said, uh, this Amanda Wheeler person puts these explosive microchip things in their brains, kind of like Mission Impossible Three style. And if they, if any member of the Suicide Squad decides to go rogue then they will use this device to blow up their head, essentially. And they were introducing this guy named Slipknot in all the trailers, pretty much, from the beginning till now trailers. And he's in it for five minutes. He goes up a building with his Slipknot thing, and he gets his head blown off. I'm like, really? I mean, this happens? That was terrible. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was really bad. Killer Croc, look. What a stereotype racist character Killer Croc yeah. was. He was he was a black guy with bad skin. He might as well have been Michael Jackson. It was terrible. He was <laughs> you, you you have a point and then you just ruin it right there. No, I didn't because Michael Jackson was a black guy that had a bad skin. I'm just saying. Well no I I, I yeah. It was a two thousand sixteen black guy playing a, a nineteen ninety black guy. You know? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. It, it was it was so very um I don't know man. I feel like like Spike Lee and and Robert Townsend kind of fought to go against <laughs> the head that stereotype. It felt very dynamite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I won't be. You know. I won't be myself. It's like, God damn it, dude! Like, yeah, that was bad. That was yeah. Bad. Diablo. I like that we got more backstory of Diablo because this backstory is that he's always had this power of just having fire shoot out of his hands anytime he wants. I kind of thought it was interesting that he could make figures like people out of his fire that's interesting his backstory was interesting but then what i but when i completely fell out of love with him was that then the movie he fights uh one out of the two bosses because i going off what you said eric and he goes i'm gonna show you my true form and he's a giant voodoo doll yeah <laughs> i'm like what what is this and i even i even wiki diablo and that never happens in the comic yeah you know again a lot of it just didn't really. I, I don't know. 
No, I, I do know. Because at the same part, like, these are people who all establish that they're crazy, they're sociopaths, and they, they're loners, they don't like dealing with anybody else. They even say Boomerang doesn't work well with others. They even say that uh, Harley Quinn doesn't, whatever the hell, you know, it just, a whole bunch of stuff. And then it takes them all but, what, two hours into a mission to go, you know what, guys, we're a family. Well, all of them do. I don't think Harley is because Harley leaves them, which I want to save that for later. I'm just, I'm just yeah, saying, oh, yeah. like oh, for, yeah, for plot building and something like that, it, it was, it just seemed like everything was really, really forced. And when this was first announced, um, I felt that it was DC's answers to Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's take, nice. let's take an obscure kind of comic that uh, was later on in in our heyday type thing, where mm-hmm. it's just a ragtag kind of uh, misfit characters who just really one from over here and one from this shelf and one from this shelf and one from this shelf and throw them all together and they go on an adventure. Yeah, I felt that that was their part. And what Marvel did is that dog want to come on the podcast? And <laughs> sorry. What that I think what Marvel did is that it did it a lot more more fluidly and organically, where it just it didn't give you the backstories, but you knew well enough who these characters were, what they were about, what their kind of what their um, their motto is, and just kind of you know without giving the flashback thing. But this movie was just kind of like okay, chapter one, Deadshot. Chapter two, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Chapter 3, Suicide Squad. Chapter 4, Diablo. Yeah, and so on and so on and so on. It just mm-hmm. seemed like it was just kind of like move it from one to the other and then let's put them all together. And it just didn't really, I don't know, it just no, didn't yeah. really flow. It, it didn't flow at all. It just felt really choppy. And then it you could tell which each chapter starting with the new music. Oh, it's a new Queen song. Yep, all right. Yeah. Oh, it's the Eminem song. Oh, this is, must be the part where they get their guns and... I, yeah, yeah. I, I really and, well, and, and I'll even I'll even go on go on and add this. It's like people who watch a lot of the D, like the DC universe TV shows. Like I, I I like the Arrow, I like Flash, but I haven't seen a lot of the episodes. Uh, I went with I went to, to go see this movie with somebody who actually knows quite a decent amount about about them, and she's uh, she's nowhere near as nerdy as, as as us. Don't get me wrong, but but uh, she's you know she loves. Arrow, and she loves the Flash, and she even brought up the points that, like, even though it's a different world, it's a different universe. Like, Amanda Waller is a much bigger "See You Next Tuesday" in in the comics and in Arrow than they they bring her out to be. They just bring, they just sort of make her like just you know a, a government official in this movie, and they sort of like they just they they develop everything backwards. I think it's very much a feel good movie. That just it's it's not designed to be like what what was written about these characters and who these characters are and what we know and what they even develop here in this story is they try to they try to say a few things about these characters and then they at the end all of a sudden it's like nope now we're good guys but we're the bad guys right and we're gonna go do our thing and no we can't go do our thing we're gonna we're going to listen to authority like that that doesn't make sense to me this whole movie just doesn't make sense to me well to go on your Amanda comment I think that they forgot to cut out a scene. To make this even more PG-13 was I think you're wrong in the aspect that she's not developed because she goes batshit insane and mercifully murders all of her helpers in that room. Like, just guns them down because they know too much. And I think that was a scene that they forgot to cut. And because of that, you know more about this bitch where it's like, she just doesn't give a shit. I mean, I found her character to be interesting, 
because she just murdered all those people for literally no reason. And I thought that was a character point that we needed to explore more of. Well, but if you got to keep in mind that she made the Suicide Squad do their first mission to come rescue her. It wasn't about saving the city. It was about to rescue her. True which that. was a stupid. Which was a stupid mission. But not oh. as. But not as stupid as Enchantress. I loved Enchantress. This was great. I loved this actress who played her. I don't know her from anything, but I liked what she did. Smoking and hot. I lo- Smoking she's hot. She's really, especially as Enchantress. Oh, my God. There's <laughs> only one in the theater. Oh, my God. But uh, she, can, <laughs> she can possess me any day. Um, <laughs> but uh, her plot was stupid. It's like somebody has my heart. So I have to do their bidding. Oh, I've seen that before. I think it was called Dead Men's Chest in Pirates 2. I could be wrong. And then, <laughs> and, and then she decides to take her heart back, and now she wants to resurrect her brother from some random black guy in a bathroom in a sub. Or, I'm sorry, in a, in, a, in a subway. And now it's she's the villain, and he's the villain? Really? I, I I was I was I was not expecting the enchantress to be the villain. I thought it was going to be something less, something like, you know, some terrorist cell overseas somewhere that they got to fight. Not this. This was weird. I agree. It I, was I, really weird. Whatever. I, yeah. I, to to be quite frank, I think that the boss was too big for first movie. Um, like there was too much of a threat for first movie. They should have gone with something a little oh, bit more. Um, good point. Uh, well, I mean, something uh, a little less challenging type thing instead of this person who just completely wipes out like half the city and uh, does all like this this otherworldly power and stuff like that too. You know, maybe having Chantress just kind of not be the main villain in the first part or something like that. I, I you know, yeah. Maybe develop more of just kind of uh, these people and their powers. I, you know, I think the first movie should have been about the introduction of the characters, not about all the entire action, in which they went completely the other way around. They said, "All right, well, we'll set up characters so you know more about them," which they did all wrong, I think. Um, and then they uh, just went right into the action, pretty much. So first quarter of the movie set up. The second part is just going to be straight action and all they're doing their abilities, and that's where all the budget went, pretty much. And, um, you know, it's they should have went with something a little more tame for the boss. You know, someone who was um, very beatable. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who uh, mm-hmm. was still a threat, but still very beatable. Enchantress just seemed, like, completely fucking otherworldly. Like, uh, that, her brother was just doing some crazy shit. And then all it takes for these guys to dodge him is just to duck and roll out of the way. Uh, <laughs> they they go out uh, and they're fighting her, and uh, she's doing some crazy nightcrawler teleportation shit where she's just like you know teleport teleport, and she's fighting all this. And at the end, she's like, "All right, I'm tired of this." And then with one hand motion, all the guns and blades fall out of their hands. So like, you didn't yeah. start with that shit. Why wouldn't you just open with that lady? It's so okay. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you could do what that the entire weapon? time. What was her weapon? What was her big weapon at the end? I don't know. She I don't had the, know what she that had was. two blades that that she was uh, messing around with and. No, not that one. Not that one. The one that she was building for the half of the movie. The the the, the, the circle exactly. thing. Exactly. Exactly. What, what was that? It was a spell or something like that. We don't know what it is, but I do know one thing that we can blow it up. That we can just <laughs> with C four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't know anything about this, but I know we can just throw this thing in here. And Deadshot's gonna take the final shot because it's in his contract, and 
it'll blow up and it'll save the day. That was, I think, dumb as shit too. They could have, I, I would have been more believed, if they were to stick with this, that's fine. Have it cut it open, have them take the heart out, do some maybe, uh, you know, some love dialogue between the two, which I wasn't sold on that, by the way, either. And then crush the heart, she dies, the spell falls. That's probably how I think they should have done it. Rather than it being, let me throw a bomb in here and have dead, uh, Deadshot shoot it. it and yeah. then it just blows up. Like, Eric, I agree with majority of things that you said. The only thing I'm going to debate you on is I don't think they should have started the movie with character development. I think they should have started movie one with just Joker and Harley. Because I want to talk about these two. Oh, my God, did I have a nerve boner every time these two are on screen. <laughs> and not even individually, together. Jared Leto is awesome Both as Joker. Them. Oh, Both my God. We're very good. He was... It's mm. like he, he was playing he was playing a definitely he was playing like an asexual joker because sometimes he has that really, you know, stereotypical festive voice and you're thinking he's gay, especially with the way he acts towards other men. And then you have other times you're completely afraid of him. I loved his gangster look, but those scenes in the trailers of him being introduced and him saying, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to hurt you bad. I'm not going to kill him. I'm going to hurt you bad. That seemed like a big scene. And that was just. 10 seconds of backstory. Again, they cut out cut. a lot. They cut out a lot of cut. Joker. They cut out like 20 minutes yeah. of Joker, I think. It was ridiculous. And I know that uh, that Margot Robbie and Jared Leto did sign out and do three flicks. Not Suicide Squad, but as Joker and as Harley. So maybe we will get that movie. But that's the movie that we deserve. Hey, keep, in mind, I, jo- keep in mind that, Suicide, uh, that uh, Justice League is next. Yeah, which Jared Leto is. Wonder Woman is next, but then again, well, that's a completely different time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in in this timeline, Justice League is next, and the mid credit scene, which I thought was actually pretty decent. You oh, know, I don't it, know this. I didn't stay for it because I was pissed. Okay, there's a, there's a mid, there's a mid credit scene where, um, where uh, where Amanda Wall, Amanda Waller and is in is just in like uh, is in this uh, same restaurant, and she's talking with Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she gives Bruce, she gives not Batman, but Bruce Wayne, and she gives him this uh, this binder of the remaining members of the Justice League that have not had movies yet. <laughs> um, so they've got uh, they got Aquaman, you've got the Flash, and the Flash is in this movie. Yeah, yes, he is. He's in okay. The he, yeah, um, and uh, and then uh, who the who the hell was the other person? So was one of the, the, Yeah, no, it, no, but. Uh, <laughs> Not, it wasn't Cyborg that they had picture of. Did neither of you stay for the the, the mid credits? I ran up to go to the bathroom and thought I would get back in time, but I I caught half the the I missed the binder scene, but I caught the okay. I caught the dialogue. Okay, there was there was like he handed her, and it was like there was uh, it was Flash and Aquaman, but it wasn't Cyborg because it was it was one of the it was one of the members of the Suicide Squad, but I forget who it is now off the top of my head. Um, so and and that's the you just basically say you know don't worry I'll I'll get these guys together or something like that. So, you know, it, I don't. So said, that was kind he said of if you kill the, if you kill the program, didn't he say that? like terminate the program? Something like that. I I don't remember exactly. I just remember it being like, you know, I'll get you know said maybe if you terminate the program we'll get these guys together or something like that maybe. Um, but uh, so maybe maybe what they're going to do is they're going to set up a. A Justice League versus Suicide Squad is going to be what Justice League's about. I don't know well, that. And that'd, be, that'd be awful. That would be I don't know what's going to happen. Fucking because, horrible. Because Jared Leto is in 
uh, Justice League. It, 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 if you go to his IMDb page, yeah, I mean, he's in there. So okay. I don't know what he's going to oh, do with it. So you, damn, really? You guys, you guys know that, uh, that there's, they're getting a standalone Batman movie, so that might be the third, that might be the third one that Margot Robbie and Jared Leto were in. Well, they didn't do something because those two – see, I was, I was very uh, hopeful because back – and I think all of us will agree, maybe – but back in 2008, when they said Heath Ledger is Joker, you're like, what the f- nice tail guy? What the fuck? And and he does a great job. And you have to you have to definitely you know do something different to go over that standard that Heath Ledger did. And what I like about Jared Leto is that he didn't do Ledger; he did his own thing, which made me fall in love with him because he was so good as this version's Joker. This world that they're setting up, he's perfect for Joker. In. And and you, you could definitely tell that they got a lot of inspiration from the new cartoons. Um, like the, oh, did like they? I, I feel like they got uh, like Jared Leto got a lot of his. Again, he's only in the movie for like ten minutes, but I think he got a lot of his inspiration from from Mark Hamill's Joker because uh. he's very gangster. He, he's very like methodical. He's not like he's he's grandiose. He's the Joker, but he's not like. He's not like uh, like Heath Ledger's. Like you want to know how I got these scars, Joker? And it, it's it's. I think that's more where they probably got the inspiration from. Right. Maybe just kind of Maybe. kind of a loose cannon, unpredictable. Don't know what is going to happen next. Type Joker. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, that that was a good way. I, I I liked I liked his Joker. Oh, I I really liked his Joker too. But of course, the one that just captured me the entire time was Harley Quinn because Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn, best casting ever. She was amazing in this. Yeah, she, she did, was wonderful. She did a very good job, I, I think. I mean, like, my favorite line is, uh, what was that? You want me to kill them all right now and escape? Oh, I'm just kidding. That's the voices in my head. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. They didn't actually say that. I mean, like, it was just wonderful. Um, I like her daddy's little devil or daddy's bad girl. Daddy's a little so, monster. And those hot pants. Oh, God, those hot pants. Yeah, they deserve their own credit. Oh, God, I love those hot pants. Um, <laughs> but she was very uh, Batman Arkham Asylum video game Harley. She wasn't the cartoon ho- uh, Harley, which I was int- which yeah. I was shocked about. No, they, they're, they're doing film-verse. This is definitely away from a lot of the comic book stuff. Um, and that's that's okay. I, I don't know. I, I feel like they should have done a lot, this movie a lot differently. I felt like if they wanted to wrap up a little bit more and give more Joker a bat, uh, some story... What they should have done in the, uh, the beginning, instead of kind of do the uh, the the dead shot and the Harley Quinn kind of uh, filler that part, they should have opened it up with uh, each one of them being captured or taken into into the into the jail. So that's what they should have done, without explanation, mm-hmm. just kind of just just rolling every once in a while, just like this is how Batman did it, and then you know just almost like you know what Zack Snyder is kind of known for is doing sure. that, that those long intros. Can we all agree that Batman did not need to be in this movie at all? Well, um, the service. Yeah. He, I mean, there was no need for him to be. I mean, I don't personally care. I don't know if you guys do, but I don't personally care if he captured Deadshot or not. I don't. I don't. I don't give a fuck. You know. Well, like but I, keep in mind that he's in it for the the plot point at the end of of Will Smith, whether or not he like when he's hesitant to shoot that. Uh, 
to shoot the, the, the C4 is because Enchantress puts in mind when he got caught. Which, pause for two seconds, those dream sequences, that was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life in the history of film, is these guys just all of a sudden, they're hiding, and then they go into dream sequence, and then one person breaks out, and they're like, no, no, we have to stay hidden. Like, that's just fucking stupid, number one. But, going back to my point, <laughs> was that, uh, like, he was in it because he wanted to shoot him, and his daughter was like, no, daddy, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then Enchantress puts back into his mind, like, be, that, that exact moment. Yeah. And he yeah. breaks out of that, and he breaks out of that. So that's why Batman's in that movie, because he wants to kill Batman. It. No, yeah, I, yeah, I think that they're... They you're right. Well, I, I think that they're they're in it for... Um, I think that was Warner Brothers' call, and I really think it's a hor- horrible call. I really I really hope it wasn't DC's call. Um, I think they're just doing it to kind of remind all the viewers that these movies are all linked, that these movies are all in the same kind of building blocks of what they're trying to do in the universe. Sure. Yeah. Which, which my question is, where's Batman during this? Because do these... Do, okay. So here's a big plot hole for me. Um, this is right after Batman versus Superman. What city is this in? Is this Metropolis or is this Gotham? It's Gotham. It's Gotham. No, this no, no, Gotham. no. Because Deadshot said that, uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to return to Gotham. Oh, you're right. You're right. So yeah. we don't know what city this is, then. Let me see if I can look it up. Let me see if I can... Uh... I well, guess we'd have to assume it's Metropolis, then, which, as we now know from Batman versus Superman, is right across the river. Yeah. but this So is Batman my... could have gone there. <laughs> but right there, that's my point. Let's just argue and say this is Metropolis until we find an answer. If we don't find an answer, it's Metropolis. But what I'm trying to say is that this happens right after Batman versus Superman. Enchantress destroys half the city. Mm-hmm. People are dead. And then another stupid point, which I'm sure we'll get into, is that she turns human beings into these uh, creatures from like Silent Hill soldiers. I, I thought of the putty, I thought of the Putty Patrol from Power Rangers. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice reference. But anywho, where's Batman during this? Like during this whole ordeal, because we see Batman take care of Deadshot in a flashback. You guys tell me that there's ba- that Bruce Wayne slash Batman is in a meeting with Amanda Wheeler, at, and in a mid credit sequence. So while all this is going on, why isn't Batman trying to save the city? And uh, why is it the suit, you know? Midway I, City. Midway Mid- City. Oh, Midway, Midway City though. is the Flash's city. Where the fuck is the Flash? Uh, yeah, right. I mean, has he been recruited yet? It, it, you, is, it the he, Fla- is, it, is it the Flash or is it the Arrow City? Uh, let's take a look. Uh, yeah. t- t- Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Oh, well, then, even still, where the fuck are they? Well, it still doesn't matter because, okay, guys, here's my point, though. They introduced Batman in this, and they had Flash in this for half a second, but Batman was in it more than the Flash. So what this movie would have been good, in my opinion, is to save this plot hole is that the Suicide Squad is in Midway City trying to do what they are supposed to do, but Batman's not knowing that, so he tries to fight them. So now we got Batman versus the Suicide Squad versus the Enchantress people. That would make a good struggle, right? Instead of this, uh, oh, don't worry about it. Batman's off doing whatever he's doing for no fucking reason, so right? So you see exactly why this this villain was too big for them. They should have been Way something too big. Uh, more that they had more control over rather than just being like, well, we don't know what's going on, but we're just going to go in there and blow it up. And yeah. it's not going to matter. So I, I feel like they, they really missed the mark on a lot of different things here too. They did. Like uh, they did. the the write the writing and the directing were really did not come through this at all. The characters and their roles were fine, 
like I, I they're very believable as Deadshot, as Harley Quinn, as El Diablo, as all the other people as Boomerang. They I they believed that they were who they who they were. That's great. I just felt that if the story was different, if the director kind of gave them a different more uh, more meaning or purpose, it would have shown through a lot more. But it just it just didn't do it. It just did we're gonna not get do that. it here, man. I guarantee you we're going to get that when it comes out on Blu-ray. We're going to get a more fleshed-out movie. I guarantee you this movie's going to be half an, half an hour longer when it's no, released on I Blu-ray. No, I guarantee you won't. I guarantee you when this movie comes out on, on DVD Blu-ray that you're just going to get more Joker. That's what you're going to get. I think that's what you're going to get on this one. Or, really? Or maybe, yeah, or maybe some more um, maybe more set-up dialogue between uh, uh, Amanda Waller and uh, maybe some other people here, too. But I don't think you're going to get any further depth into any other character. Um Slipknot's only purpose was to get was to to prove the example uh, that they will die if they get out of line, step out of line, Which and is get shot. Stupid, stupid. Yeah, that was that's predictable. You got to have one casualty in there, and that's fine. I, I that was that was predictable. Like you got to have that because these are people who aren't gonna, you know, they need to be demonstrated or shown the obedience for it too. And again, yeah. they needed to be shown that a little bit more because these people don't work well together. And so I think that if they give them more of a cause, they're like, oh, shit, we are actually fucked if we don't actually work together type thing, you know? Um, but instead, they were just kind of like, yeah, okay, I guess we'll roll with it. Yeah, I'm an international criminal, and I've killed these many people, and I've stole this many demons, but you know what? All right, we'll wing it here today. Well, this is why I think this is going to happen. I want you guys to help me with this, because I watched the trailer. And for the fans that are listening, watch the first teaser trailer and the official first trailer. And you guys, too, if you get a chance, and prove me wrong, these are the scenes that I picked out because I watched the trailer after the movie and realized they were not in the movie at all. The first thing is a big scene, which, which is which, – with the reason I'm doing this, Eric, is to prove my point where I think, yes, we may get more Joker in the DVD Blu-ray, but I think we're going to get a, 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 like an R-rated cut. Sure. Because the first scene is Joker in the trailer says, I can't wait to show you my toys and slaps the guy in the face. That's not in this movie. That's one. Okay. Number two, wow. number two is a stupid little scene. There's a shot of Deadshot, there uh, of of him inside his cell, distance in his little window while it's raining, and there's a tear running down his face. That's not in this movie. Okay. The third one is they're all in the bar drinking, and everybody says, "What do you want to drink?" And Diablo says, "I'll have water." And Harley Quinn's like, "Oh, that's a good choice." That's number four. Number three, number four, I think. The next one that I noticed is in the trailer, there is a scene where Joker's gang all has giant eyeballs as heads. They're wearing masks and they're shooting up people. That's not in this movie. Okay. Okay. So that's like four or five scenes that there were in the trailers that were not even in this movie. So that's why I believe that there's an extended longer cut somewhere out there that we're going to get. Because that movie is the movie that we all want to see. I guarantee it. The, the movie that I want to see is the one where DC has full control. Where I don't want to see Warner Brothers tag on it at all. I just want to see one, and that's DC or Legendary. You know, one of the two. I mean, that that's the one that I want to see. Because that's the, what I see in the Marvel movies. And I every Marvel movie that I've seen, maybe with the side from Ant-Man, has just been, has worked. It has worked. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, 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 does Warner Brothers own DC, like Disney and Marvel, or do they just own certain characters? 
they own the movie production rights to it. So yeah. they don't. I don't believe that they own DC. DC uh, comics and characters are their own, but Warner okay. Brothers owns DC movie stuff. DC movie stuff. Okay, so like, and it also includes the animated movies too. I believe so. Okay. No, I was just curious. Yeah, well, I, I believe I, they 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 did it a while. I mean, like we're talking like a while while they did with Batman and stuff like that too. Um, okay. you remember that like uh, Mask of the Phantasm? That was a D, that was a Warner Brothers movie. Um, oh, okay. The all actual right. uh, old uh, um, cartoon series was was all Warner Brothers cartoon. Okay. Even, yeah, even the like even the 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 early Tim Burton Batman was Warner Brothers. Yeah, yes. of course. So well, so they they kind of struck a deal and they were like the the funding and main parent of how DC can get into the movies. But um, again, we we see that it works the other way. So you know, I I God damn it, I'm 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 getting a lot of gray hairs trying to bad for DC here. I I really am. But which well, is, let's yeah. let's I mean let's let's dive into sort of the the guy who wrote and directed the movie. Um, what's his name? David Ayers. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm just sort of, I've got his IMDB page up and he wrote and directed this thing, but, uh, he's not really, I mean, he directed Fury, which I, I didn't see the Brad Pitt movie a couple years ago, but you know, the only thing that this guy's written other than Fury, uh, was, was, was training day and training day was, was great, but it was just re- like just going over this guy's IMDB page. Like I could feel a lot of the same slow arcing in this movie that I, that I could for that one. But this was just like in a much bigger, on a much bigger scale. You know, I think, and he also wrote the first Fast and the Furious movie, which, you know, we, we, there's another tie in there from, from last week. But um, I think a lot of the problems lie in the fact that this movie was under-directed and overwritten. Yeah. Y- you know, like, the, I don't feel motive, I don't feel the character's motivation. I don't think that they know their motivation. I think they're just... They're doing their best job as actors to, to portray a character that they probably self-researched and then tried to portray in their light the words that were on the, the, words that were on the page. You know, that's just, that's, I sort of felt that way the whole, the whole movie. And I, they, so I guess that, you know, the best thing I can say is it's under-directed and overwritten. I think that's a great point because, uh, you know, without continuing to beat a dead horse, you know, before we get into our final reviews, I just, I'm not mad about the movie. I'm not disappointed about the movie. It's just not the movie that I wanted. I mean, I've been waiting a year for this. And I think I was just more excited to see Harley and uh, Jared Leto when I got that. So that's why I think I'm just more of a, it's not terrible, but it's, it's, it's still not Independence Day 2. So I guess that's my reference <laughs> for me. But, um, okay, so let's get into our ratings overall then. Uh, so let's go with, let's go with Eric. Cause I know you have a lot to say, Eric, do you recommend suicide squad? Uh, plain and simply. No, no, I don't. I was disappointed in it. I think everything you got from it, you could get from a trailer or reading someone else's review for it or something like that too. Um, it, it was just like hero, the hero or hero are, are, you know, our anti heroes. Um, this is them working together. They, beat the boss and then they go back home that's that's it in a nutshell there's nothing more to it i found this movie to be very bland very dry very just kind of lame the only interesting parts being with joker and harley quinn i i maybe the the guard actually with uh 
the guy from Mad TV, uh, Ike uh, uh, Barnaholt. Oh. The the security guard. I thought he was actually pretty entertaining too. But yeah, I just like him. I, but and again, he goes away nowhere. He goes away nowhere. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's another reason why I think that there's more to this movie because Harley Quinn says to him when he gives her the cell phone, she goes, oh, you fucked up or something like that. And we never see him again. Yeah, exactly. So they cut that out. So too. there's there's something else there. But sorry, Eric. No, no, no. no. I, it's, I, I just feel like, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't watch this in theaters. I don't think I would watch it on DVD. I don't. I don't want to. I have no reason to watch this movie again. I, I really don't. I. It's not that I'm saying that it was horrible. I'm just saying that you know. I after seeing it, I saw it. I have no reason to ever see it again. It's a forgettable. It's not what you wanted. You, no, it's not. It's a forgettable movie. It's just kind of like meh. It didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. It wasn't like I'm going like, oh, this movie's fucking trash. It sucks. Du-du-du-du. It's just I just have no reason to like this movie. That's. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sounding like a disappointed parent right now. <laughs> nice, nice. It's kind All of right. what it is, but th- that's that's what I feel about it. Uh, Ed, do you recommend Suicide Squad? Dear God, no. Um, I mean, for, for folks like us that love to have the idea of a universe in film, you know, like to, 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 to point to one thing in one movie and then it, it ends in the next movie and then they bring it up again in the third movie. Like, I like that concept. And the three of us will probably end up owning this movie simply because when the whole, the whole universe is done being done, like, at least we can go back and watch all the movies. Other than that, this movie, like, it doesn't suck, but it's not good. I have nothing positive I can say about this movie. The best thing, and I joked with you guys in the, our Facebook this conversation is like the best thing about this movie was the Star Wars trailer at the beginning. You know, like I'm, I, I was so hyped for this movie. I, you know, like, like you guys, I wanted to see Jared Leto as Joker and I thought he knocked it out of the park, but he's in this movie for five minutes and it, it sort of doesn't revolve around him at all. And I, I just think that like, there's so much more they could have done. I think had they not made this a PG 13 movie, you know, maybe they wouldn't have made their money back, but I don't know. I think they could have, maybe they had a better movie along the lines. I don't know that either because it's just, there's nothing pointing to this, to that for me. You know, like you guys have talked about, you know, what we may or may not see in, in the director's cut. I don't know there's going to be any substance there either, right. to be honest with you. And that's such, that's such a disappointment for me because, like, all these characters that I remember are so cool. The Joker, so cool. Harley Quinn, so cool. Deadshot. Like, they're, they're cool. Like, the only thing Deadshot cares about is his daughter, and he'll kill anybody to do anything about it. You know? So, like, there could have been so much more, and it just, it's just not there. And, uh, and for that, unless you're, you love film like us and you're going to go see movies anyway, I, I don't even necessarily I'd say recommend it to, for, to anybody, but... You know, I, 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 I have no intentions on doing anything other than watching, having owning this movie as part of my collection when the DC universe, film universe is done. Good point. All right, fair enough. Um, I myself am going to give this a not recommend either, but some of the issues that I brought up, I'm not going to... This movie's racist. I mean, honestly. And the reason why I say that is because Killer Croc is a very stereotypical black man for some reason. Boomerang is a drunk Aussie, which, I mean, come on, that's a stereotype, right? Yeah, right. Always a beer in the hand. Always a beer in the hand. Uh, 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 What's his face? Um, 
Oh my God, guys, I'm so sorry. What uh, Diablo, I, I the say, Mexican? No, thank you, Diablo, the Mexican, which is fine, but then he turns into a voodoo doll, which has nothing to do with Mexican culture. But anywho, so that's weird. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, I mean, Deadshot is not really racist, but it's like, it's like the, the minor characters were, and I was just kind of like done with it. I was really done with it. Um, this movie wanted to be Harley and Joker, and when it was Harley and Joker, it was the best parts of the movie. Other than that, this movie didn't care. The directors, the writer, the studio didn't care about Croc or Diablo or Slipknot. Clearly, they didn't care about Slipknot. But it's, it's just, yes, I agree with both of you. This is a movie that you want to stream on Netflix. It's not good. It's just not good. It's a very, very disappointing movie. This movie is a, I'm not mad at you, Suicide Squad. I'm just disappointed in you. <laughs> so that's what Go to your room is. without dinner. Yeah. Go to your room. Go to your room. And I know I'm going to be a parent in a few weeks, so I know already, right? <laughs> so, but maybe <laughs> next week, may, but maybe next week, fans, and also with Eric and Ed, we'll have a great time because next week, literally next week, we are reviewing Sausage Party, which who isn't excited to see this? I'm excited. <laughs> now we know this movie's not going to do anything. This movie's probably not going to be great, but I'm looking at, I'm going in this looking just having a good fucking time. No, it's a, this is a stoner movie, and it'll. You know, however much money they put into it, they'll probably make it back and, and then some. I think, um, I, I'm actually hoping that this movie does well because it will show that rated R comedies do a lot better Yeah. than, yes. than their regular PG-13 comedies. I think people, because of their being desensitized by the internet, I think they want a bit more raunch, a bit more, uh, a bit more you know, cursing and stuff like that. They want more vulgarity in a movie. And I think a rated R comedy it really shows through. No, yeah, and I'm 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 really excited for that. And then after, uh, S- uh Sasha's party, we're gonna end the rest of the summer with War Dogs, the Jonah Hill flick that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Which I'm excited to see that. I I am too. I am too. Yeah, so we'll going, I think. see how that goes. So we'll we'll check those movies out. But of course, guys, like always, we hope you appreciate this episode and like it. If you continue to like our episodes, make sure to go to movieguyspodcast.com. Make sure to check us out on iTunes. Search Movie Guys Podcast. And on our Twitter page, Movie Guys Pod, and you can find this review and others like Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Deadpool. We review pretty much new movies that come out. So if you ever want to get a chance to check them out before you see the flick or afterwards, make sure to go to the downloads. But other than that, for Eric and Ed, thanks guys for joining me, and we'll be back next week for a sausage party. Have Thank a good you. night, guys. Good night. And I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a sausage party right now. <laughs>